Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 791. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how to receive one at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Um, I've got, uh, we're continuing on in the uh, book of Proverbs, chapter 12. And um, I've got music and letters. Right now, let's, uh, I want to go to the prayer, prayer throne, the throne of God to uh, ask him to, let Father ask you to anoint his program. I know when you do, it'll be exactly what you want. Destroy the works of Satan, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name. Destroy all his works in the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone says, Amen. All right, uh, here I am with the Prague or the Czech Symphony Orchestra to sing uh, and also uh, the Life Choir and Hollywood Choir to sing. And there's people here from the Los Angeles Symphony Orchestra as well to uh, sing for you, No Man is an Island. You know, in these last days, many people think that they can conduct their lives the way that they want to. But really, no man, I mean no man, no man can stand alone. We need the Lord. We need the Lord Jesus Christ. No man is an island No man can stand alone He needs faith as his guide To lead him to his throne No man is an island of mind, what good is all his gold, a while ago, my world was a stormy sea, I learned to pray, and his hand reached out to me. stand alone so have faith and you'll find a love that can't grow you know these are the very last days Jesus Christ is coming back to earth again we need to know that we can't do this alone we need the Word of God. We need Jesus for our guide. Remember that all the days of your life. A while ago, 
stormy sea I learned to pray And His hand reached out to me Can't you see with Jesus, Jesus in you, and you're never alone. Never. Okay, um, and the Lord Jesus Christ is always, uh, and is always, and always has been ready to set us free uh, from sin and from ourselves. So many people are wrapped up in themselves so much that there's no possible way without Christ that they can ever pull out of that. We must uh, lose ourselves. Now, Jesus said, those who lose their own lives themselves shall gain life eternal. And those that won't lose their lives, those that keep their lives, shall lose their eternal life. They'll lose life eternal. But, you know, something about the Lord is that he will never force your uh, you to accept him. He'll never force your will. He never makes people robots. He says he wants to know for sure if you really love him, if you're really grateful for him setting you free from sin and making you, filling you full of his himself, his power, to make you eligible to get to heaven. But he'll never force uh, his will upon you. He'll never force your will. And um, if by persistent sin, if by persistent transgression, uh, your will itself is totally, entirely bent on going to hell by continually bent on evil, it will never then desire to be set free. You'll never be set free because you don't want to be. And in essence, you're sending your own soul into the lake of fire. If you don't accept the power of Jesus, and his power is enormous. In other words, if you don't accept his salvation... Um, 
And God gives you the salvation, gives you the power to keep your salvation, to never sin again. Of course, we sometimes uh, sin by ignorance, but the sins of ignorance can be forgiven. But if you don't accept him in you, which is the power of the entire universe, and his salvation, what more can Jesus do for you? What do you want him to do? But other uh, than giving you his power and giving you salvation, dying for you, there isn't anything else that he can do for you, really, except lead, guide, and direct you through life if you accept him. Uh, the people of this world have destroyed themselves by their determination to reject Christ, to reject his word. That um, he came to uh, earth in such uh, utter love to show us the way, his way, the truth, his truth, and the life, his life. The Lord says, quote, Behold, now is the acceptable time. The acceptable time for what? Well, what do you think for salvation? Behold, now is the day of salvation, he says. Uh, quote, today, if you will hear his voice, in other words, you can hear his voice by reading his word. The word of God is spirit. It isn't just words, it's spirit and it's life. He says, harden not your hearts if you hear his voice. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. And the Bible tells us, quote, Man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. The human heart with its conflicting emotions. Oh, everybody has so many emotions. They've been trained to like something that the Lord doesn't like. And they've been trained to do things um, that are evil. Of course, God doesn't like that. And they've been trained to not do what the Lord says to do. So there's all conflicting emotions. We've got joy and sorrow sadness, uh, pain, all the wandering, wayward heart, uh, which is the abode of so many impurities and deceit. That is in the um, book of First Samuel, chapter 16, verse 7. He knows the heart's motives, its very intentions and purposes. Go to him with your soul, all stained as it is, like the psalmist uh, David, through his chambers open of his heart. He just opened up his heart to the all-seeing eye of God. It's exclaiming unto him, quote, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see 
if there be any wicked way in me. How many people are praying that today? None. And lead me in the way everlasting. Psalms 139.23 through 24. So, um, most of the people on earth accept an intellectual religion, a form of godliness, and the heart is not cleansed at all. The heart must be cleansed first. Let it be your prayer. Quote, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Psalms 51, verse 10. Deal truly with your own soul. Why lie to your soul? Deal uh, with, in truth with your own soul. Be as uh, eager as uh, persistent as you would be if your uh, mortal life were at stake and at an end, because we never know when the end is. This is a matter to be settled between God and your own soul, and settle it now for eternity. If God would have told us when the end of time would be, then all of us would have been even more riotous than we are today. But we see those of us that are spiritually uh, intelligent, we see the things that the Lord said would be happening in the last days just before he comes back to earth again and it's happening. All you have to do is read Matthew 24 just if you can't understand anything else. That's very plain. Hope and nothing more would prove your ruin um, to get into heaven. Study God's word prayerfully that God's word presents before you. And the law of God is his word. You want to see what the law of God is. You see when people do evil that they uh, die and that you don't see them any longer. As I said before, in the life of Christ, we line our, uh, our lives up with the life of Christ. The great principles of holiness without which, quote, no man shall see the Lord. That's Hebrews twelve fourteen. It convinces of sin. Yeah, we, if we ask the Lord to show us our sins, well, then he will do that, and then we'll be convinced if you have a tender heart towards God. If you rely on him to give you the instructions of life. All right, now we're going to continue on in uh, the book of Proverbs, chapter 12, verse 7. The wicked are overthrown. What does that mean? Well, uh, you know, at one time when Moses was here on earth, in his ministry, he preached and preached to the people and they were overthrown because they wouldn't listen to him. 
before that, Noah preached to all the inhabitants on earth because they were wicked. And he said, look, it's repent or else God's going to destroy everyone on earth. And God did, because they never repented. They didn't believe people that preached the gospel. Noah preached to them for over a hundred years. The wicked believe it, because God said so. The wicked are overthrown, and are not. They're, they're gone. They die. I've seen so many people attack us in other Christian uh, churches. Small churches, there, there's not many uh, Christian churches. We have, uh, you know, small churches like ours all over the world. We have little clusters of people here and little clusters of people there. There's two churches in um, Peru. One has 8,000 members. Another one has 6,000 new members. Uh, these members, um, but the man over there uh, that is... Uh, a linked to our church is using my literature to win souls and he just won 6,000 new ones and they opened up a new church and they're requesting all sorts of literature uh, of mine that God has given me uh, to even win more so there's thousands upon thousands of people in just little Peru that have been saved down through the years, and there's 6,000 new members in one of the churches and 8,000 in the other. The wicked are overthrown, though, and are not. You see the tsunami. Those people are Muslims, and they're all, uh, you know, Buddhists and all sorts of things. To God, you may not think this is wicked, but God says it is. Because there's no name given among men whereby men must be saved and but through the name of Christ. He is the only way, the only truth, the only life, and no man comes unto the Father, gets into heaven, but through him. So you might as well, uh, you know, immediately repent and get into salvation rather than religion. Catholics, uh, get out of that church. Buddhists, get out of your cult. Um... All these people. Now, somebody wrote me a letter saying that uh, I stated this and that about the Catholic uh, cult, and they uh, that this man uh, Luther was a Catholic. Well, Lutherans are Catholics. It's the same thing. Read the very beginning of their hymnals. It says, "Give honor to the holy," which is really unholy Catholic Church, which is really a cult. So the wicked are overthrown, and they don't know why. Um, Kennedy sought the uh, blessings of the Pope. So uh, did the uh, Titanic. Uh, the Pope blessed it. It sank. The Pope blessed the Kennedy family, and they, got, they were murdered. The wicked are overthrown. Uh, well, uh, this nation is wicked, and it's overthrown. Can't you see that? Most of our major industry has been sent overseas because we've given ourselves over to the Antichrist. 
the people of this nation have given themselves over to the one world government of the one world church and you're overthrown. The Chinese are now, do, now doing most of our uh, garments. The uh, Japanese are doing most of our cars. Uh, you could just uh, name all the different uh, countries that have now received our wealth because the wicked are overthrown. And they're not. They are not. Look at all the sickness, diseases, and infirmities in our country and throughout the world. The Chinese are prospering. Why, they have our money in their banks. Now, they've been coming over here for years, the Japanese and the Germans and the Chinese and the Arabs buying up our property because we're wicked. We've been overthrown. The wicked are overthrown. You think that you're living, you're living on TV commercials. Every new TV commercial that comes out, boy, they're talking about some pills or so on, and then you run and get them, and you're just um, subjects of the one world media. You're wicked. Instead of listening to the Lord, the wicked are overthrown, and you are overthrown. And even if you don't know it, let me tell you that you are. And God said this right here. And he says it many times to the Bible. The wicked are overthrown and are not. In other words, they're gone. Just like the wicked wicked people in the days of Noah. They decided that they could, uh, you know, commit adultery, fornication. And because most of the people were doing it back then. And so they thought that... You know, as long as it's popular, we can do it. Homosexual, Simon and Gomorrah, everybody was doing it. Um, but there's the song, uh, I'm of the old school. <laughs> I believe in the um, good old gospel. I believe in God Almighty. His word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's never going to change. So there's no way you can change as much as you want, but you're not really changing anyway because the people that were homosexuals thousands of years ago, they're still homosexuals today. The people that are committing adultery and fornication, there's nothing new that's been going on since uh, the River Nile, <laughs> even before that. So you're not doing anything new. This is no new world order. This is a planned... Um, Wickedness, the wicked are overthrown, and you can see that we are overthrown. You can't hold that kind of thought in your brain, can you? And the Bible said that these things would happen just before he comes back to earth again, that there would be desolation, the abomination that maketh desolate. If Satan has been set loose on this earth, and... um you know, uh, so he said, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because you've been deceived by the world media. The Vatican, well, uh, Satan's seat is in Rome. And uh, Satan's seat is in the Vatican. It's in Rome, in the Vatican. And there's so many uh, telltale, you have to seek the word of God to understand that and to know it for sure.
because I'd be in a lot of trouble with the Lord if I was telling you something that uh, didn't exist, because then I'd be a liar, and uh, the Lord would send my soul to hell. Uh, people like uh, Clinton would not have to hire assassins to get me if I was saying, uh, telling you people lies. God himself would come and kill me, especially if I uh, started disobeying him. So I, I, I get a, a rebuke from the Lord now and then. He told me if I would work out and eat properly, I would live another 40 years. Well, every so often I'll go on a little binge of eating too much sweets or something like that, and immediately I... Uh, start going into a tailspin and so I have to hurry up and I'll not work out for a while and I'll start working out and get back on the good diet uh, which is just abstaining mainly from sweets and fat and things like fatty foods and I'll pull right out of it and I'll be in excellent health but uh, if I didn't do what the Lord said then I'd be wicked and the wicked are overthrown and are gone, they're disappeared, they're not there anymore. They're like vapors, all of us are like vapors. We're like shadows, we're like grass that is mowed and it's over with, or the sun comes out and bakes it and it's over. But the house of the righteous uh, shall stand. That's Proverbs 12, chapter 12, verse 7. A man shall be commended according to his wisdom. Well, what that's really saying is that a man shall be commended by his, uh, according to his fear of the Lord. Now, because of the fact I see, start seeing myself go into a tailspin, I immediately fear, fear God's word. He said, Oh, this will happen to you. Uh, you'll live 40 extra years and uh, you'll be healthy if you work out and uh, eat. Right. So that's what it means. I fear, oh, my mind immediately goes back. I feel myself failing. I feel myself weakening. I feel myself not able to sleep as good. And then I, what's wrong, Lord? And he says, did I not tell you that you're supposed to uh, eat right? and exercise a little bit and you uh will live another 40 years so uh, the fear of his word i uh, remember that it quickens me to get back to the right way so a man shall be commended according to his wisdom the fear to follow god's word for your own benefit for my own benefit but he that is of a perverse heart shall be despised. Well, look at all the people because the fact that Bush has a perverse heart. Somebody whispered in his ear the devil and says, these people have got weapons of mass destruction. And I can't understand the people of this world, of this United States, formerly United States of America, uh, believe that we still have to keep men over there and keep agitating those people. Uh, because uh, we know that this is done because the Pope is the uh, democracy started over in Rome. 
And democracy is nothing more than a dictatorship. And the Bible says that Satan would uh, be the ruler of the world in the last days, but not to the people that shall shine in glory like stars. So we don't receive the Pope or his perverse teachings. Uh, and he is despised by thousands of millions of people. You see a bunch of people that are ignorant that flock around him. But then you see them flocking around uh, mere rock and roll people. And even this last Pope, John Paul II, wanted to always, he was a frustrated actor. And that's all he was doing anyway. And he wanted people to admire him uh, for some sort of talent that he thought he had. But he even cut a, an L, album, an LP. I mean, this was so ridiculous to see this pink little fat man uh, in his robes and this big hat on his head uh, doing record sessions. <laughs> I can't. Now, if he had talent, that'd be one thing, but he doesn't. Okay, he's mortal now, dead. So persons of a perverse heart. Now, uh, all these presidents, like you call Clinton, not a perverse heart. He's hiring people to murder people. What kind of a leader is that supposed to be? Well, what they do is they bank their logic on that God has sent his chosen people, Jews, to destroy sinners, but this man himself is a sinner, and he's trying to destroy a righteous man, somebody that's preaching the gospel. That means he, the man, is, uh, has devils in him. He's uh, seeking women to commit the oral sex with him, and probably men as well. But um, he that is of a perverse heart shall be despised. And there's many people that despise him, his own administration. They, um, they despise him. I have uh, several tapes of them telling how evil he was and how perverse he was. Verse 9, and there's just so many like him that have a idea of what right and wrong is, but it certainly isn't what the Lord says right and wrong is. And they're all going to hell and all those that follow them. The Bible says that he, they're blind and they're leaders of blind people. And so they, um, uh, the Bible says that the blind leading blind people, they'll all fall into hell. The ditch, uh, the Bible says, but that's symbolic of the lake of fire. Verse 9. He that is despised and has a servant is better than he that honoreth uh, himself and lacketh bread. So, uh, but the Lord also said through David that he was young at one time and he's old. And he said uh, he's never seen the seed of the righteous begging bread. And we have plenty of food at our place. Even when people are pinching pennies, you know, you, 
are people that do the shopping, going to markets, and they see people with calculators counting their pennies to see if they're not going to go over on uh, the things that they're buying. It's because they're not blessed of the Lord. He that is despised and has a servant. Well, at least the, the despised person has got a servant to help him out. He's got a companion there. He's got a brother uh, or a sister that's uh, helping him out. So even though he's despised, because people despise people for so many things, and many people despise people for a multitude of wrong things, he that is despised and has a servant is better than he that uh, honoreth himself and lacketh bread. There's some people that have multis of millions of dollars and they are sick and they can't eat what they want to. Now, I'm glad, I, you know, people shouldn't be eating a lot of sweets anyway because it's really bad for you. And so God, in his mercy, cut that off of me, but I eat uh, very good. As a matter of fact, this morning I had uh, some spinach with uh, this uh, soy butter on it and some salt and some eggs, egg whites. <laughs> so I'm getting back on the path, people. So uh, I don't lack bread. I don't lack food. And none of my people do. And there's uh, hundreds of millions of people that are uh, that follow my teachings, which are nothing more than the teachings of the Lord. I don't make up my own doctrine uh, like the Pope does or like these false religions do that have united themselves with the Pope and want all of us, even salvationists, to join in with false religions. And we're not going to do it. And anyone that does is the same thing as blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Verse 10. A righteous man regardeth the life of his beast. But the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. My, my little daughter has two, a little cocker spaniel, a cross between a cocker spaniel and something else. What is the other? A poodle. A, a, a what? Poodle. A poodle. His name is Pluto. And uh, then we have Minnie. She's a, a little, uh, uh, I forget what they call them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had fleas so bad because nobody was taking care of them. And then when I came back into town, I noticed that they were scratching. And also the, uh, they were just, the heat was so bad. So I made their house uh, quite, uh, quite uh, cool. And I got uh, some all kinds of devices, uh, sprays and uh, everything to stop them from scratching. Uh, they were going wild with fleas and chiggers or whatever was bucking them. And they're all been, uh, now my, uh, the, my little girl's dogs don't have one flea. <laughs> so a righteous man regards the life. What kind of a lifestyle is that if you're always itching? the life of his beast. Or I would say even your daughter, your sons or your daughter's uh, beasts. She has a couple of uh, little horses too. And we 
Uh, we send them, uh, we take very good care of them. But we take care of the humans also more so than, I would say, the Lord says to take care of beasts, we do it. We take care of you human beings out there, I do that too. But the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. Well, they think that they have a cause, that if they kill all Christianity, that the wicked will not, uh, uh, that the people, well, wicked will not be bugged by a bunch of do-gooders going around telling them if they don't repent, they're going to hell. Well, if they don't repent, they will go to hell. And I brought a message on repentance the other day. Uh, it uh, convinces uh, of sin, uh, the uh, conscience. We have to learn to live with a conscience, but not a guilty conscience. You can't do that. Because if we didn't have a conscience, if we were conscience-seared, like so many people are today, we would just sin and sin and sin and not pay any attention. We'd be influenced always by the uh, media and uh, by all the wicked people on earth that were doing the, that were doing the same things, that are doing the same things as the people in the days of Noah were doing. Not very many people are going to be saved, folks. It plainly reveals the ver uh, the way of salvation. Give heed to your conscience. Give heed to it as the voice of God speaking to your soul. If you're sinning, be tender uh, and be very sensitive to the uh, pleadings of the Holy Spirit. As you see the enormity of your sin, as you see yourself, as you really are, well, God, you're praying, God, reveal myself. Give me a clean heart. Do not give up to despair when you, the, the Lord shows you that you're a sinner. What you're supposed to do is repent and forsake. Now, people know, say, we repent, we repent, we repent. But they never forsake the sin. That's part of the same sentence, folks. Because no sinner shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But if you sinned, don't give up in the despair. You did it ignorantly. But pray to God for forgiveness when you feel that your conscience is being dealt with by the Holy Spirit. It was sinners that Christ came into this world to save. But he saving you is a cause, a makes you... Uh, forsake your sins. You don't do them any longer. And if by ignorance you sin, well, then your conscience will know it. So we have not um, uh, to reconcile God to us. Why are we going to reconcile God to us? But, oh, wondrous love, God in Christ is reconciling the world unto him. You have to reconcile yourself to God. Let God reconcile you to him. He doesn't want to be reconciled to you or me. 2 Corinthians 5.19 The Holy Spirit is uh, wooing you, all of us, by his tender love. The hearts 
of his sinning future children. They're sinners, and the Lord came to save sinners. And that's why he gave us a conscience, so that he could deal with our conscience, not to cause us to be in despair, but for us to uh, repent and forsake. Not just repent, but for repent and forsake the sin that we're doing. No earthly pervert can be as um, patient with the faults and mistakes of his children as he is God with, with uh, those he seeks to save. No one can plead more tenderly with the transgressors, the sinners. No human lips have ever poured out more tender pleading to the wonder of God and no one could ever be more uh, earnest to the wandering sinner than does God all his promises are true his warnings uh, are for uh, are, are, uh, for nothing more than but the breathing out of um, unutterable love. When he starts dealing with my spirit, hey, you're eating too much sweets. Hey, uh, but I like sweets. Don't do, I don't want you to die. There's work for you to do here on earth. And you're not working out. Work out a little bit. Little bit is better than nothing. So his warnings are about the breathing out of unutterable love. When Satan comes to tell you that you are a great sinner, look up to your Redeemer and talk one another. The whole church get together and talk of all the mercies of God. Uh, that is, unless you are sinning and you are, have made a promise to yourself that you're not going to stop, you've made a decree. And if you are sinning, then get saved right away. Repent and forsake your sins. So when we look to God's life, that's the thing we have to look to. Well, how do we look to God? We look for him in his word. Acknowledge your sins. Those of you that don't know the Lord, and tell the enemy that Christ Jesus came into the world to save people like you and me. Sinners. You and me sinners. First Timothy 1.15 That you may uh, uh, save by his matchless love and power. That's the way you'll be. Saved by his matchless love and power. Jesus asked Simon a question in regard to um, uh, these two different people that were debtors, people that owed money. One owed, uh, owed his Lord a small uh, amount, and the other owed uh, him a very large amount. But he forgave them both. Christ asked Simon, 
which of these debtors would you think uh, loved his Lord most? And Simon answered, saying, uh, he to whom he forgave the most. I mean, if you're real, that's Luke 7, 43. So if you have sinned a lot, then you owe the Lord a lot. You should love him more. And those of you that have sinned a real lot, you may have aborted babies, you may have uh, aborted your own human child in the likeness of Jesus, of God Almighty himself. We have been great sinners, but Christ died on the cross, came into the world as a man and died on the cross and shed his precious blood that we might be forgiven and given the power to allow him to walk in and through us. The merits of his sacrifice are more than sufficient for us to be saved and to be um, uh, presenting us to the Father in our behalf. However, there are other things that we have to do after we have been presented to the Lord through Christ. Christ is living in us after he is. We have to continue on in Christ until the Lord takes us into the kingdom of heaven. Otherwise, we cannot be saved. The Bible says those who continue on to the end shall be saved. So it isn't just getting saved, it's continuing in salvation, walking in the spirit until the end, until we reach, uh, we get into heaven at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Those to whom he has forgiven most will love him most and will stand uh, nearest to his throne to praise him for his incredible love, his big love, the greatest love uh, in the entire universe, and his infinite sacrifice shows that. It is when we most fully comprehend the love of God that we best realize the uh, sinfulness of sin, uh, the enormity of the of the sin that uh, we've committed. Every sin that you and I committed before uh, is the nail that pierced him, the nails that pierced him, rather. When we see the length of the chain that was let down for us, when we understand the infinite sacrifice that Christ has made in our behalf, our hearts are, uh, are melted with tenderness and contrition. That's how uh, the work of God all works. That's why how it all works. One thing for sure is we never uh, want to be conscience-seared. When you're conscience-seared, uh, nothing will convict you. The Spirit of God cannot get through to you. You're doomed to the lake of fire. We have to learn to live with our consciences 
quote, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsaketh uh, their sins shall have mercy. Isn't that something? Why should we hide our sins? You can't hide it from the Lord. That's Proverbs 28, uh, 8, 13. The conditions of obtaining mercy of God are simple and they are just and they're very reasonable. The Lord does not require us to do some grievous thing in uh, uh, order that we may uh, have forgiveness of sin, but God doesn't take sin lightly at all. We need not make uh, long and wearisome uh, prayers or pilgrimages or perform painful penances. Some uh, people just uh, drive themselves crazy uh, in hopes to receive a penitence from the Lord, to commend our souls to God, the God of heaven or be ex, um, to ex, uh, expiate our uh, transgression. But he that confesses and forsakes his sin, you can't just keep uh, reaping it, uh, the, these, these things upon your conscience. Uh, don't repeat it. If you're really repented, if you've really repented, you've confessed and repented and forsaken your sins. As long as you don't do them any longer, and God gives us the power to not do them any longer, you shall have mercy. That's a promise of the Lord. As long as you really forsake them, that means don't do them anymore. Turn your eyes away from them. That's um, means you're cut. You've cut them off. That's it. It's over with. The Apostle James states, "Quote: Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another that you may be healed." James five sixteen. You know, most people forget all these. Uh, uh, these scriptures, and if you do, you'll be falling away from the Lord. Get back to Jesus. Get back to the Lord. Okay, we have, um, I've got some letters here. Uh, we're going to take this up tomorrow. Go ahead. Let's hear the, where the first one. I think there's a remainder of uh, something yesterday. What was it? Uh, the rest of John Gary Peeler's letter to you. Okay. And this was sent to the president. He says, due to my zealous task force involvement, my youngest son, John Christopher Peeler, was framed for an alleged murder in Arkansas. During the trial, no body, weapon, crime scene, or forensic evidence was introduced. The trial was a mockery of KKK perjury and state police, federal government suppression of the evidence that would have acquitted my son. It is an obstruction of justice against this young man. To date, my son has been imprisoned for nine and one-half years in the Brickies unit in Brickies, Arkansas. I request a federal congressional investigation into this case. Sincerely, John Gary Peeler of North Little Rock, Arkansas. Cell phone 501-944-5613. All right. Um, the time is up. 
And uh, so now is the time for us to repent and forsake our sins. And it's so easy to do. The first step is to ask the Lord into your heart. So that's what we'll do on this prayer right now. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of your Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, with the Father by the Spirit. Wash all of my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I praise and thank your holy name for saving my soul, Father. Now just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, now share and tell everyone in our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this audio tape or CD free. Uh, for uh, This is uh, CD or audio tape number 791. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505 or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Olamo saying tune in tomorrow for another powerful message of how to walk in godliness in perfection. And here I am to sing for you, Onward, Christian Soldiers. National attention has been focused on banner headlines proclaiming Christians are being kidnapped, tortured, committed to mental institutions, accused of brainwashing and mind control. Arise, Christian America. The King is coming. Hold fast. The day of the Lord is here. Onward, Christian soldiers Marching as to war With the cross of Jesus Going on before Christ the royal against the foe forward into battle see his banners go onward Christian soldiers marching as to Jesus.